Have you got your summer reading ready? There's nothing like settling down with a good book on a dock, at your cabin, on your deck, at home, whatever the case. Um, let's talk to Marianne Yazegin with Black Bond Books. She's got a list ready for us today. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Robin. Uh, let's talk about the first book, The Postcard by Anne Brest. Yes, this is one that I read recently and loved. So The Postcard by Anne Barrest, this is an autobiographical novel. So the author has fictionalized her family's history. So in 2003, a postcard arrives at the narrator's mother's house, and on it are four names. And these are names of family members of theirs who were killed in Auschwitz. And as the character tries to figure out who sent the postcard and why, she delves deeply into her family's history and learns so much. So it's really a search for personal identity, coming to terms with intergenerational trauma, but ultimately it's very hopeful, powerful, just beautifully written. So many of us at Black Bond read this and loved this book. I, I can never get enough uh, when it comes to books about, you know, the Holocaust or, uh, you know, World War II. I, I just love it. Um, is she Canadian? No, she's French, and this is in translation, and it's just so wonderfully done. Okay. Um, the other book, All the Broken Places by John Boyne. Yes, well, that falls into a very similar category here. Um, so people might be familiar with John Boyne. He's the author of The Heart's Invisible Furies, which is just one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, but in this one, uh, the main character in this is actually a character from his, one of his previous books, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, but you don't have to have read that to read this book. So here we have 91-year-old Gretel. She's living a comfortable life in London, London, deliberately not thinking about or acknowledging her dark family history, which is that her father was the commandant of an extermination camp in the Second World War. So in present times, when a family moves into the apartment below her, she strikes up a friendship with a young boy in the family, and she has the opportunity to reflect on her past and examine her grief and remorse and her possible complicity in what happened. Heartbreaking, beautiful. I absolutely could not put this book down. Oh, that one sounds really good. I'm I'm really intrigued by that one. It's good, fantastic. Good and characters, now, right? To, yes, yes. And you now, of course, tell. I have to immediately read The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. I know, I know. It's funny, though. I was actually reading a review about this book, so you've totally validated it. Okay, mm-hmm. Babel by R.F. Quang. Yes, and this is fantastic. Now, I'm not a big fantasy reader, but when one comes out and is as highly recommended as this, I read it. So we start off here in the early 1800s when a young boy is brought from Canton to London by a mysterious professor. And this is the beginning of this fantasy novel that explores colonization and the atrocities of history through magic. So we're set in a magical Oxford University where words and translation have power and the white society is exploiting other cultures and languages for greed and progress. This is an absolutely brilliant novel. It's one that stays with you long after you've finished and you can't stop thinking about it. Do you think this one caters to a younger age group? It absolutely can, yes. It could be a a teen reader, but really any age could read it. Okay, that's terrific. Okay, The House in the, uh, am I saying this right, Cerulean Sea? Yes, House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. Again, a fantasy novel, which I wouldn't normally read, but it came so highly recommended that I had to read it. And this is one a bit on the lighter side. So we have Linus Baker, who is a caseworker at the Department in Charge of Magical Youth. 
where he oversees the well-being of magical children in government-sanctioned orphanages. Uh, Our buyer, Gina, was one of the first people who read this one, and she says that this is a clever commentary on prejudice with Orwellian themes disguised as a charming fantasy. You won't want to put it down. And I absolutely agree. It's touching, very imaginative, endearing, and it's just about celebrating differences and learning empathy. Yeah, that's really important these days, isn't it? Very much so. Okay, and finally, Happy Place by Emily Henry. Yes, so I thought we'd end on a lighter note here. Mm -hmm. Emily Henry, she writes the perfect feel-good romances. You might be familiar with her books, uh, Book Lovers, Beach Read, The People We Meet on Vacation. In this one, we have a couple who broke up months ago. They have to pretend to be together for a week away with friends. That's hilarious. Their friend's (laughs) wedding. Yes, so you can imagine the, you know, comedy of errors that ensues. But it's really quite uh, sympathetically done. It's about friendship, romance, and family. And this is the book you want to pick up when you want something light and easy and sweet. It's candy for your brain. This is just the perfect beach read. You could totally see it becoming a movie too, right? Absolutely. I would see this movie. Yeah, for sure. You were telling us that your buyer, um, you know, really liked that book. What is the criteria for, you know, the books that you you buy for your your store? Oh, so much because our, our buyer gets presented with hundreds and thousands of books every single year from all these different publishers. And she looks at every single thing and she's so familiar with each of our stores she knows what each of us read and what each of us can sell and she picks things and allocates them to our stores that she knows will sell really well what a great job it it really is yes and then at a store level as well we all all of the managers have authority to to pick whatever else they want to come into the store and that's why each of our stores is kind of fun and unique we've got all of our own favorites and you said you're on a fiction kick these days Yes, I am. It's getting to that time of year where I just want like pure sit in the sun escapist literature. I totally get it. I mean, I love nonfiction, but I really have to pay attention. <laughs> I really have to focus and I'm, I'm often Googling things as I'm reading nonfiction to say, oh, is this accurate? But I find with fiction, yeah. I don't have to think about that. Yes, exactly. I find nonfiction is great for like, it's my winter reading. It's, it's you know, when I w- want, to, want to really get in and learn something. When you feel serious. Yes, exactly. Well, Marianne, thank you so much for your um, your tips on all these books. Um, I'm looking forward to reading a couple of these. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Robin. Okay, sounds good. Have a great weekend.